0: Hey, everybody. This is Ryan. You sure are.
1: Congratulations. You remembered your name. <laughs> and that's Keenan. Where? Over there. Got it. Behind you. Um, what an asshole. Today, this is Who Wants Bananas, and today we're talking I about- I would like some bananas. Well, you can just get the hell out of here, though. All right, but Keep going. Keep going. You're, you're doing <laughs> well. You're kidding. doing great. Um, I'm proud of you. We're talking about cigars today. I mean, me and Keenan worked in the industry. We want to share some of our experience with it, share how much we enjoy the actual industry itself. So- Tag along for the ride. And who wants bananas? Hey, Keenan, what? What do you want? You ever smoked a cigar before? Sure, have not. Oh, goody! This podcast has been great, guys. Thanks
0: for hanging out. Yeah, find <laughs> us on uh, Twitter and get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> nah, for real, though. You, I have, I've smoked plenty of
1: cigars in my time and i know you have too yeah i have i
0: mean we've smoked a lot of cigars together actually multiple
1: actually it's at least four cigars at least four in our entire lifetime together we've
0: smoked at least four cigars together it's true i would say um meaning
1: that i've smoked at least two by myself at least two yeah i probably have smoked at least two i would say i'd say so um, but yeah, that's how me and you pretty much met. Actually, I just thought I haven't had a cigar. Oh, so I busted up my humidor actually. Yeah. yeah it's
0: like 48%. Yeah.
1: Mine are completely bone dry. All I have my, Boveda packs for them. I just haven't put them in there.
0: All my packs are, they're dead.
1: They're I, all dead. I just haven't actually touched any of my cigars in so long. It's just the weather has not been great for it. Well, yeah. I mean, with it being bone dry, cause it's winter, but. that's yeah, True. But, well, we, we can
0: get into that in a little bit because there, there definitely is a learning curve to cigars and preserving cigars. For sure. So for we, sure. We, we, we can drop a little bit of knowledge on that in a little bit. What was your actual first cigar experience? I, let me rephrase that. What was your first legal cigar experience?
1: <laughs> my first legal cigar experience was actually on my 18th birthday. So I was 17. It was midnight. My buddy had gone out and bought cigars because we were ironically also celebrating my other friend's graduation party. We all graduated at the same time. He just happened to have his party the night before I turned 18. So my buddy went and bought cigars. And my first legal cigar, I don't remember what it was. This was, we're talking years ago now. I'm going to assume, because I remember what my first
0: cigar was, it was probably either Philly's Blunt, a White Owl. This was a legit cigar. He went down
1: to a cigar store and got legit cigars. I see. Because I always,
0: for me, it's like it seems like everyone, like the first thing they do when they turn eighteen is go to the nearest convenience store and just like, ah, that's what what I did. I I I went and bought
1: game cigars. That's what I did. Um, But yeah, no, I I want to say they were Monte Cristos. I'm really not sure. But so that was my first legal cigar experience. Was midnight the day I turned eighteen? I was smoking a cigar. Which I, I technically think technically legal. Oh, it's very legal. Even if you were still
0: technically seventeen because
1: your hour of birth had not come yet. Well, true, but that's they go by the day, not yep. the actual hour. That is true. But that was my first experience. What what was your first experience? Oh, legally speaking. The day so I
0: well, I was a good boy when I was a kid. Um so I didn't smoke any I didn't smoke until I was actually eighteen. I had gone to Walmart to pick up Sudafed because I was deathly ill or allergies, whatever. You whatever you use Sudafed for, that's not meth. Probably um, just sick. Yeah, I was, I was. I was sick, and I was in the checkout line, and I saw the Swisher Sweets Cigarillos. Yep. I was like, "Fuck it, I may as well." I'm eighteen. Might as well. So and, already doing <clears throat> almost meth. So. Oh, and the chick behind the counter is like, I need to see your ID for both the cigars and the Sudafed. I'm like, thank fucking God it's my 18th birthday. (laughs) Now She's like, oh, that's a shitty birthday. I'm like, yeah, you're telling me. 18th birthday is a shitty birthday? Well, because I was sick.
1: Oh, yeah. And I was very
0: visibly sick. That would be not so good. I'm assuming it's probably allergies or I was super stuffed up. I don't quite remember what. But I was buying my meds. I was like, fuck it. I may as well just get the cigars. and to have my first cigar.
1: So, so that was your first one. What What did you say the brand was? It was, it was Swisher Sweets. Swisher Sweets, okay.
0: Yeah, the Cigarillos. Uh, I think it was like two in a pack.
1: Yeah. They look like blunts. They straight up look like blunts.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure that was my... Then it was either later on that day or like the next day was when I had my first real cigar. Yeah. Uh, I was I was at work and... One of the guys who I had worked with went to Twins in Hooksit um, at their old location. Yep. And picked up an unbanded cigar for me. It was looking back on it, if my memory is correct, because I didn't know what the hell I was smoking at the time, because I didn't know anything about cigars. I knew you weren't supposed to inhale them.
1: Yeah, that's all I knew. Which I, I did with the Swisher Sweets because I was. I'm sure that made your sickness feel great. Yeah, but then again, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong,
0: but I'm pretty sure those are rolled with mild enough tobacco where I mean it it,
1: it is it hits like cigarette smoke. Yeah, it's probably not the the same quality of tobacco and I'm like big name brands, I would say. I'm sure it's not. But no,
0: I I think it was a Churchill size cigar or if not a Churchill a Toro cuz I think I remember the ring gauge being a little bit larger, like a 52 or a 58.
1: For anybody who's wondering, a Churchill-sized cigar is, on average, 7 inches long. And Roughly. Yeah. a
0: 46
1: to 48-inch ring gauge. Not and we can inch. get into that in a little bit. Not inch. It's 48-64ths of an inch. Right. Just ring gauge is what it's called. I know. Did I, I say inch? Yeah, you did say inch. I did not it's mean like inch. 48 inches would be a little much. <laughs> nah. that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> But so, so your first experience of the cigar was buying Swisher Sweets, and then you did have a, a quote unquote Real legitimate cigar, cigar, yes. Afterwards, because I would argue that, that Swisher Sweets are legit cigars. Yeah, I mean, I'd say they're on par with like they're. I would say they're they're higher quality than like a Backwoods, for instance. Nah,
0: same basic thing. Do you think so? I think if you see it behind
1: the counter at Walmart, chances are it's well. All right, so to my it's point, a, I, it's what I consider a gas station cigar. To be fair, though, I mean, uh, the last time I went to a gas station, I saw uh, what was it? I saw Ashton's. I have seen that recently, like in little packages. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't. They didn't have that ten years ago. I was going to say that's now, not back then. But um, I know that when. So the cigar store that me and you worked at when I met you, um, when I started there, that was so I had smoked. Like uh, what you would call a gas station cigar. That's what I used to enjoy smoking. I smoked the Black and Milds. Phillies Blunts, White Owls. I never smoked the the Phillies Blunts or the White Owls, but I smoked the Game Cigars. The Phillies Blunts were my guilty
0: pleasure while I was working in the cigar industry. Really? Yep. I don't think I've... I've, To this day, I've never smoked one. Once in a while, I would have one. Really? Just because it was super cheap. It was so incredibly mild, you couldn't hail it if you wanted to. Yeah. And the wrapper, it's it's, it's kind of like with the Swisher sweets. The wrapper itself has that flavor that, like, when you have it on in like in your lips, you can kind of taste it right there. Yeah, it yep. seemed like that one all the way through the cigar, like a peach cigar, literally tasted like you were smoking a peach. Well, I don't like peaches, and or like a um, cherry or strawberry. I mean, it had these flavors, right. And, yeah, even when I was working in the tobacco industry, there'd be times I'd be like, I'm just just for old times' sake, I got to have one.
1: Fair. I know that the last cigar shop that we worked at, uh, they actually sold Philly's Blunts because the first one that we worked at, they didn't sell anything like that. Nothing cheap. Nothing cheap. Well, they did have cheap, quote-unquote, cheap stuff, but they were all legit well, yeah, they cigars. had, like, the
0: unbanded style and things like that, but they were still hand-rolled. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's a good way to distinguish between, you know, uh, what I would consider a real cigar store quality cigar versus what I call the gas station cigar. Is it hand-rolled or is it machine manufactured? True, true. Even the cheapest hand-rolled cigar, in my opinion, is going to be better than the best machine-rolled cigar.
1: I, I would agree with that. It might be a generalization because I'm sure that oh, it's there's definitely a some...
0: generalization.
1: Well, yeah, it, it definitely is because, like you said, the Phillies Blunts, for what they are, they're great. I don't. I don't know why. But now I kind of personally, want personally, I always will will love a hand rolled cigar. Versus, oh yeah, there's no comparison in
0: the quality. There's none. The workmanship that goes into those cigars is just absolutely. Oh, I mean, there's,
1: there's people who literally like that is what they do for a living. Is just sit there at a desk and roll cigars twenty four seven.
0: I believe they get to go home to see their families. Actually.
1: Okay, well, it's, it's. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know.
0: I would I, assume so. Well, I do. I, I know. I don't know because I've never been there myself, but at least from what a lot of the cigar brand reps say, I mean, they've all the big cigar manufacturers are using ethical, you know, ethically treat their workers. It's fair. Well, therapy. I also know that. I like to believe that that's true.
1: Back in the time when me and you were in the industry, I would always hear how, like, in these, because. Cigars, a, a true hand rolled cigar is not rolled in America. Um, there's, you can get some used some to shops. That's true. They used to be, um, but some primarily used to be. they're rolled in the Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, Honduras, and uh, Cuba. And my understanding was, as far as like the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua is concerned, the cigar rollers are pretty high up as far as their social status goes. I.
0: I think that's the case again I've never been to the countries myself to see what kind of working conditions there are but I'll, I follow a lot of the cigar manufacturers on Instagram and they'll actually like take video yeah their the rollers working and it looks like it looks like it's you know there's a lot of air conditioners all around It looks like they're treated well yep and you know it's like I said I like to think that even though these are coming from countries that you know are prone to more turmoil I guess. Uh, I don't know how to delicately word that without being a straight up asshole, but countries that are experiencing more issues than us <laughs> uh, I guess that's the corruption best way to put that. um crisis if you will uh but no it, it looks like they actually lead a good quality of life which makes me happy i mean honestly if I found out otherwise i don't know if I'd really be smoking cigars. I don't know if I'd really want to be contributing to human misery.
1: I definitely wouldn't. But, I mean, to move back over to when I first started. So, I used to smoke the game cigars. Yeah, what are those? I don't know if I – hang on. I, I got to look that up. So, a game cigar – I know you're going to pull it up, but – um, Does that have, like, a playing card? No, on? no. Uh, it might. I don't remember. But so I used to smoke those, and those are your typical gas station cigar. They come in little packages of two, and they're flavored. And I used to smoke them because they tasted delicious. And I used okay, to. Okay. Yeah. They got honey, they got
0: grape, they got tropical.
1: Yeah. I used to love the white grape one. Um, so I used to smoke those. And then for a brief period, I, I just wasn't smoking them at all. I just lost touch with it, didn't really want to do Were it. Were you like
0: regularly smoking these things, like a few well, a day? I, or I didn't, No,
1: no, no. Whenever I would go to like a, a party. Or a bonfire with my friends, I would smoke one. Um, it was either I would probably get a pack of that, like, so I would get the two, and I'd usually give one to somebody else there. And I would also get the Black and Miles because I used to burn those things down like cigarettes, so I wouldn't actually inhale them. Um, Black
0: and Miles were huge in the Navy. I don't honestly, really know why.
1: They tasted, you know what? I, because I, for me, the appeal was. You're smoking a cigar, but that wood tip had something about it that I loved.
0: I think the wood tip was flavored.
1: Well, it had some. Well, with the smoke and everything, it would just collect on the wood tip, and you could. No, just but I think
0: it. I think it was coated with like it their little was. flavor because, like the Swisher sweets. If you got the that I think they're called Tipperillos. not a wood tip, but it's a plastic tip with the same idea. It's actually got like a little flavor coating on it, so while you have it sitting in your teeth, you can taste like the sweetness of it.
1: Yeah, it, that's yeah, it's the exact same thing. Um, so I used to smoke those and then I stopped smoking those for a while. And when I actually started working in the industry, the first cigar I ever had was a 724 <clears throat> Hustler. Ooh, oh. and I think I had the dog walkers. That is, I don't know, uh, that was supposed to sound positive. Yeah, no, those are great cigars. I still love them to this day. Hustlers are really
0: good. I'm glad I actually gave them a second chance. Get I them. am
1: too, because I, I when I started, I was so new. Yeah. That I, I I at the time, I couldn't tell you if I liked it or not. I can tell you now that they're delicious. Well,
0: let me ask you this. When you first started in the industry at the first place that we were both working, did you did you start because of cigars or because there was also a decent vapor selection there, did you start because of that? Or was it just like a whole new experience for you? You just wanted to take it all in?
1: I was really just taking it all in. For starters, I was focusing on the cigar aspect because... I was new to the industry and all of the regulars because if you go to any cigar shop, I don't care where it is, there are regulars who will come in and hang out and smoke the cigars as long as there's an actual smoking They'll lounge. They'll stay there all fucking day too. Right. Which,
0: not, honestly, is not necessarily a bad thing.
1: No, believe me. I <coughs> if, if I didn't work the nine-to-five job, I'd probably go there on my days off and, and do that. Um, but so the regulars would always tell me they're like the best way for you to learn about this stuff Is to smoke a ton. Just start smoking the cigars. Figure (laughs) out what you're talking about, and so that's what I did. Is I would just go and I'd smoke different cigars because there was so many to choose. Oh yeah, oh there definitely was. And that was when I, you know, once I had been working there for a little while, that's what I ended up telling you. I told (laughs) you develop a palette Yeah, and I was like, you know what? When you're first starting out, grab the ones that look cool because it's somewhere to start, and. As you smoke those, you'll start to learn what you like, what you don't like. And then from there, then you can be like, okay, you, if you want to get a recommendation, you you can walk up to somebody who knows what they're talking about and say, okay, I've liked these, but I didn't like these. What would you recommend? And they'll be able to give you something based off of that. Um, so that's you know, that's what I did. As far as the vapor side, because when we started in the in the industry, a lot of of cigar shops were still carrying the vape, and they were starting to carry the vape. Right. And that was probably what led me down the path of actually getting more into vaping, because I was vaping a little bit prior to it as an alternative to cigarettes. Right. But it wasn't anything crazy, because the setup that I had wasn't very good. And working in that industry, where they were starting to get more into it, I was able to get exposed to better equipment for vaping.
0: And thankfully, there were... People who had I, I'm I I wasn't there when they brought vapor in, but I I guess they the place where we worked and maybe it's me being biased, although I don't think it's me being biased. It seems like that was one of the better cigar stores that had a vapor supplement than most because I I've been I've been to plenty of cigar stores uh, even down in Virginia uh, that had mostly cigars, but then had a vapor supplement. And you could tell all the stuff was knockoff. Like they must've gotten bulk on Amazon or something like that. They did not go through a distributor who deals directly with the manufacturers.
1: Yeah. It just didn't have that high quality feel to it. It just had mass produced.
0: I was very surprised in a good way when I first started saying like, Oh, this this is actually real shit. Like you could see like actual like authentication, uh, marks on everything. And it doesn't look like someone took a permanent mar- marker and wrote Kanger tech or, uh, Inokin.
1: Right. No. Yeah. You're absolutely right.
2: Vapor so- is
0: one of the reasons why I actually started at that place. I knew I, I had been doing it for a while before I started there and someone on Reddit had actually mentioned it. Um, I had done like a review of some of the vapor stores that I liked in the area and said what I liked, what I didn't like, what could be done better, uh, and someone on under comments like look at this place actually they carry like a couple juice lines that no one else has and uh they actually have and it was someone who worked in the industry yeah and i was like i'll I'll give it a look at some point maybe and then i kind of forgot about it for a little bit and then i saw a job posting for it um actually it was supposed to just be it was supposed to just be a, a temp job until i moved to colorado Kind of glad that didn't end up happening. I'm, I'm definitely happy that didn't end up happening, but I got laid off from my job as an electrician. Uh,
1: no one else wanted to hire an apprentice. Right. Still blows my mind <clears throat> that you were an apprentice. You did four years of electrical in the Navy. To be fair, the
0: crossover is 150% different. And I didn't really learn as much theory as I should have. I just learned how to work with the shit. That's a story for a different day. But Fair. either way, didn't really cross over that well. I got laid off from my job. Everyone else was like, no, we need journeymen.
1: Like, well. I'm not you, that. You, you,
0: you could train an apprentice into a journeyman, which is like the whole point. Either way, so I was like, well, fuck it. My wife and I, I think we're, we're thinking about packing up everything and moving to Colorado anyways. Yeah. So she had already been planning a trip out there to scope out some like condos and townhouses for us to rent. Um, I was just looking for... Something part time that I that was gonna pay us well enough for the uh, time being, and that least. I didn't hate. And over time being there, it's just the place like, grows like, on like, you, man. Man, this is a like
1: it's like this is a really fun fucking job. It is. I mean, just getting to know the regulars. I mean, that's the whole cigar world i would say is you just meet so many interesting people and they're all so genuine it's a great way to bring people together too it it's is. not something that i think a lot of people would think of no I, as, a, as a way of bringing people together but it it works it absolutely works i mean yeah. i'll tell you i don't think i ever met a single person who i would say is a bad person coming into that to the shop oh i did and hanging but. Out. They they never
0: ended up being regulars anyway, so. Well,
1: I'm I'm saying referring to regulars. I'm sure that there's plenty of people who blew in and out who, were not the. They best, they could have
0: done with a swift punch in the neck. There were some. But of we those. couldn't
1: do that. to retail.
0: No, then it's it is rude it, to, to do things it's like impolite, that.
1: Impolite, I would say. But, but but yeah, I mean the people the the environment that you get in a cigar industry is very. <sighs> You know, some people get this—the feel that it's very white collar, very high class. It can be, but it certainly can f- it's, be. It's literally a
0: mix. Of, at least the store that I worked, because we worked for the same company, different storefronts. True. At least the one I worked in was a mix of everybody.
1: Yeah, and that's what I liked about it. My storefront was—it was the same thing. It was a—it was—it was like where the white collar and the blue collar people came together to we, meet, basically. And
0: there's people of different ethnicities, different color, different colors, skin, different religious backgrounds, all kind of coming together, not giving a shit about any of that, sitting down smoking cigars, watching sports, and getting into arguments about politics. Yeah, pretty much. Which, it was never heated. Oh, no, actually, a few times it was heated, but it always ended like, tell you what, if I buy you a drink, will you just shut the well, fuck up? that was up? the other thing. We had it's bars like, in our stores. All right, fine, I'll, I'll stop talking if you buy me a drink. I'll concede. Yeah. Which actually was an argument. That was a good one. Yeah. I was... I was laughing, so I was like, "Yep, I'm already pouring it. I'm already pouring it. Don't worry, I got you."
1: (laughs) But that's the thing; like, it was just, it's just such an interesting atmosphere. It really is interesting, is interesting in a very positive way. Oh, for sure. I mean, I loved it, and that was one of the hardest parts when I when I ended up making the jump to a different company. It was it was really tough. It was really tough for me to go because.
0: Thankfully, I mean some of them would travel back and forth between the two stores well
1: true but at the same time it's like I had worked for for that company the first store that we worked the first company we worked what if we
0: really have three or four years
1: I think it was three years I worked there for about yeah. three years because like, I was, was there a long for two time to to get to know everybody. I mean everybody knew me you know you know any regular at any store knew me because we had people who went to all of the stores yeah
0: they would make the round
1: right so any store that I was ended up working in they knew who I was it was only the
0: regulars of of the one store that I worked in who knew me
1: well yeah because that was the guys, one store
0: I was in for two years
1: a lot of those guys went to the store that was further up north
0: yeah that would be like their occasional
1: store yeah. but they were their regular store was was always the one was that the one that I worked in. in which and I liked that store. Yeah. You know, going back to that would, would be fantastic. But the other thing too is I learned so like there's so much to learn about that industry. Oh, there totally is. I, I mean, soaked it all up because I was just interested in I so was much so of it. And I subsequently with it. forgot all of it. See, I still remember a good chunk. I mean the, the nitty gritty specifics I couldn't tell you. I
0: might still remember stuff I just had to get my memory jogged, but
1: Well, let's I mean, for instance, do you still remember the three parts of a cigar?
0: Yeah, you got your wrapper, the outer leaf that wraps the cigar itself, the binder, which I've, I never learned exactly
1: 100% what the binder is, then the filler leaf. So you're right. So the filler leaf is when you look, when you have a cigar and you see the round part at the top, and then at the bottom, it's the cut off part where it's like all, you can see the inside of it. That's all of your filler. For I'm just saying for the people who are listening,
0: right? Well, what exactly is the binder though? So you got so your wrapper leaf,
1: the binder. You're you're actually never going to see the binder. Is, so wait, is
0: that what you see when you pull back the wrapper?
1: If you were to peel off the wrapper, is usually very thin. It's a very thin uh, part of the tobacco, and it's basically the part that's on there to make it look nice. The binder holds all of the filler together, and but it's not usually very pretty. So they put the wrapper leaf on there. And you don't
0: even really see veins or anything in there. No. Well, on the wrapper... On the wrapper, yes. On the binder, if I'm thinking correctly, not really. The binder is a very,
1: very rough-looking leaf. Because I've taken apart my fair share of cigars just to learn about them. But, yeah, it's a very rough-looking leaf. But, so, I mean, that's just the three main parts of the cigar. I mean... I mean, that's not even getting into how many
0: different types of rolls there are for the filler. You have like oh, what well, is that? that's that's like just
1: getting into the the a little bit a carpet roll where
0: it's like you essentially roll it one direction, then roll it back another direction, then back another bit of a of rolling filler tobacco of the filler tobacco That's what I was That's like yeah. a understand. was led a understand. roll will a Nicaraguan so will a from so slightly a from roll, which a Dominican roll, which will be, and everything is vastly different, I a vastly different, I a from a Cuban roll, which is a a
1: true true and the other thing too is when when you work in the industry you start to learn that the different sizes of the t- of the cigars actually they matter that is what
0: took me the longest to get a whole, to get a hang of actually it's oh yeah my first my first couple no my first day when i was going around to each of the stores when i first started at the headquarters um one of the senior guys was taking me around and he was like this this is what this means i'm like uh, i should have a notebook to be
1: writing all this down right thankfully it only after like a
0: few you know times and really exploring my own store i got the hang of it
1: yeah i mean you do that's the great thing is i mean when you're exposed to it for multiple hours a day you learn it very quickly i mean you kind of have it to it just stays um, but that was one thing i always loved is is you start to learn your preferences on certain things like and the other thing that that always amazes me it still amazes me to this day although I totally understand why it is the way it is but tobacco from the different regions tastes completely different. When you're smoking a do with the tastes, soil. it it can taste yeah it's 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 a combination of the weather the soil the growing like oh, yeah. literally everything that goes from the, when the seed is put into the ground till when it's harvested for and when it's till when it's actually rolled because during the 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 drying process and everything for all the leaves that changes it too. But like Nicaraguan there's tobacco. aging and everything like that. Yeah, it's all different. Cuban tobacco tastes different than Nicaraguan. And Dominican tastes different than Honduran and, and vice versa. But like it's it's crazy to me how, how incredibly vast the industry is. Oh, yeah. There's like almost no end to it. And people are always, like, that was, do you remember back when we worked there and people were, when the Cuban craze was starting to come about because they were starting to reduce the restrictions on it? And they were
0: thinking that maybe they'll be legalized at some point. They'll bring them in the stores. My prediction went right out the window. I remember saying, like, by mid-2017, we're going to see Cubans
1: in stores. Yeah, now we still can't get them. I mean, you can get them, but not the right way, I would say.
0: Um, I think the reason why you can order them online is because there's – I don't know how that works. I know it's legal technically.
1: I honestly have no idea. I think it's because you're buying – the money is going to somebody outside of the U.S. Buying them in the U.S. is – I have no idea. The legalities on that are so confusing.
0: Yeah, they they are.
1: But – to me, I don't think Cubans are really worth it. Well, that was the thing. People were like, the, it was almost like the Cuban craze was coming around again. You know, like back in the 50s, you always hear about how Cubans were the best.
0: Well, that's because Cubans were kind of the only thing.
1: I was going to say, well, back in the 50s when cigars were a thing, Cubans were, not only were they the only thing, they were also the best. Anything else was subpar because, because no one knew what they were doing. Right. And no one who was worth anything... They weren't using
0: Nicaraguan or Dominican tobacco. Why? Why bother? They have Cuban tobacco.
1: Right. That it was, was just... All the major growers and the people who, like, the master blenders of the tobacco were all We're using... all in Cuba. <laughs> even though, well, not even that, but, like, uh,
0: I could be getting the story completely wrong. Again, this is not the podcast to listen to if you want cold, hard fact. I believe one of the major manufacturers jumped ship from Cuba, like, in, like, the 1910s or 1920s to Miami- but they could still get Cuban tobacco. Well, because back so then they were able to buy; it. they could still buy all that Cuban tobacco on the open market and do their thing right there in like Miami.
1: Right? Yeah, that so. was because that back then you could import Cuban tobacco, and it nobody cared. It was just well, a normal import. And let's talk about the old 724 cigar, right from
0: uh, Manchester, New Hampshire.
1: Yeah, that um, was the oldest. Was it the oldest factory?
0: No, I don't think it was the oldest. I don't. The well,
1: oldest cigar factory. I there's
0: mean. some claim to fame. No, it's not the oldest cigar factory. I'm sure there's cigar factories in Cuba that are way older.
1: Well, I, I meant as it, far as the U.S. is concerned. Uh, well, it, it might have been.
0: It had it had a lot of claim to fame. It had it's supposed to have like the best ten cent cigar, which
1: I'm. I mean, that's what all their advertising said.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't remember what ten cents. Back when 724 was in its heyday, what ten cents equates to now. I assume that must be like an eight dollar cigar, maybe. Probably, or yeah. Seven dollar, six dollar cigar, something like that. That was made with, if I remember correctly, a Sumatran wrapper, which I believe Sumatra is I believe those wrappers are from Mexico. I don't remember. I don't remember either. So it's from somewhere that's not in the US, and then it was a Cuban binder and filler. Yep. For the 724s. And but well, I tell you what, I would love to find a perfectly kept original 724 cigar. An R.G. Sullivan 724 cigar.
1: I don't think I would ever smoke it if I found one. Oh, I totally would. I don't think I would. I guarantee there's people out there who have R.G.
0: Sullivan 724s and have kept them perfectly preserved in smokable condition.
1: I mean, well, that's, th- that's the thing with me. I have a bunch of cigars that I'll never smoke. Like seriously? I, oh yeah, I have. Well, because I in in my head I have like a, a small collection of of cigars that I know are incredibly hard to find. That for whatever reason I just what's the purpose I tell, of having them if you ain't going to smoke them? Well, that's the thing. I tell myself I'm going to smoke them on a special occasion, but that special occasion just never comes.
0: Or maybe they are it already did come. You just didn't know it.
1: That's yeah, very well true. Which means it's just never going to get smoked. What
0: if the real treasure all along was friendship?
1: You're you're getting somewhere with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I am. I definitely think you are.
0: I was going to look something up. Now I don't remember what it was. Either way, I will say the current 724s, I don't know. I don't have any old 724 to compare it to. Those are incredible cigars. Those
1: ones are fantastic. Like those we were are. saying earlier, I'm so glad I gave those a second shot because my God, are they good.
0: I think I remember when I... So I went through a period like maybe when I was like... 18 later on, 19 years old, I was starting to appreciate cigars more. I would go to a store in like downtown Manchester. I would, you know, always pick up like the same one. When I had started, I was smoking the Acid Blondies. Yep. They were sweet. Those. They were easy to smoke. They were mild. They had that infused flavor to it that made a relatively new smoker. You know, it was a good thing to ease into. And I started smoking, I think it was the Acid Toast was something I was becoming a huge fan of. I
1: remember those ones, too. I don't think I ever smoked one of those myself, but I remember they were crazy popular. I... If I could find one, I'd probably still smoke it. There's, I
0: don't know, there's something nostalgic about it now. I mean, I'm not huge into infused. Well, that was the but. thing.
1: Like the acid cigars were infused, which for anybody who doesn't know what an, an infused cigar is, it's a flavored cigar. Yeah, is essentially what it is. Uh, but the acid, not series, natural flavors.
0: That's like externally flavored.
1: Yeah, like your strawberries and your grapes and things like that. But acid took it a step further, and they actually like blended different flavors. Um So you, the acid. The brand doesn't actually have like a grape flavored cigar. No. Or a cherry flavored cigar.
0: There's no real good way. They won't ever advertise that they're at least I don't think they advertise that this is the flavor of the cigar.
1: I don't think they ever have.
0: I don't think so. The flavor either.
1: of a blondie is blondie. That's the flavor of it.
0: It's like the way I describe it is like a cinnamony vanilla.
1: I toast,
0: yeah. I don't even know what the fuck to call it. Toast, toast is just
1: a combination of different flavors.
0: I remember when I used to pick up. It was me and like two of my friends would walk to this place. We'd all get a toast, and then we would just kind of walk around the city a little bit. Always ended up cutting through like a bad part of town. Don't know why. It was just something we did. And there's purpose. Yeah, it was. We had like a specific
1: route that we walked, and it's it the was perfect length for smoking the cigar.
0: Uh, actually, usually it was, I mean, this is a Toro size, so it's, I don't know, probably a 45 minute cigar.
1: Yeah. Roughly so, 45 to an hour. Yeah. I mean, it was always,
0: uh, I don't know exactly what, how many miles it would have been. It, was, it would have been a few. Yeah. I would when I think back to it now, I'm like, oh yeah, now I think back to it. That was kind of irresponsible too. Like I said, we cut, we had to cut through kind of seedy part of town near where I went to high school. Maybe yeah. we never got mugged.
1: Well, then who was going to mug somebody smoking a fine cigar, kid? Plenty of people, because <laughs> yeah. we also like to do this in suits. Oh, even better. <laughs>
0: to be fair, I had the most ill-fitting suit possible because I bought it from Sears. Well, you were a lot younger back, then. so. But no, so and we would try our best to convince ourselves that the toast cigar actually tasted like toast, <laughs> and like the first third of the cigar was just plain old buttered toast. The second third was where you could kind of start to taste the sweetness of the jelly. And the last third, you could actually really taste, like, the the peanut butter.
1: Of the toast.
0: Yes. And I'm 99, no, I'm,
1: I'm 100% sure that's not it at all. No, I'm pretty sure it's not. I don't know what it's supposed to taste like. It's, I just it's good. It's, from what you've told me, and from the reviews that I've seen on it, it's good. Whatever I, it is, it's good. It is good. And like I said, that's I don't really do
0: infused anymore, but I, I miss that cigar.
1: See, I, I never really got into the infused cigars. I smoked a couple of them. Like, I know what yeah. they are. I enjoy them for what they are. I think they're good. That's just not really my thing. I like just the regular... Blended tobacco flavors. That's
0: mostly what I like, too. Although, I will say, I did try when they came out that- uh, um,
1: The Java Red?
0: Yes, the Java Red. Yeah. The Java, I the, think. That's it? like the venture between Drew Estate and Rocky Patel, I think.
1: Yeah, and that's what it's supposed to be like, a cherry with a dark chocolate or that something? It
0: straight up tastes like you lit a dark chocolate cherry truffle on fire and are inhaling the fumes. See, that's Assuming the, thing. the fumes like still taste like that. Well, that's your own fault.
1: I, you're not wrong. You're I just not like You're cherry. entitled
0: to be incorrect.
1: Or dark so. chocolate, but yeah, I mean, Drew Estate is hands down my favorite cigar brand. N- so, you know, the Nicaraguan, I and I love the Liga Privada line. The
0: Ligas are incredible. Ligas are love amazing. Those. Which I,
1: and Le- and Drew Estate makes the acids, so Drew Estate That's makes a thing. lot. Yeah, they've got their hands in pretty much everything. Yeah,
0: I'd say so. Yeah, the League of Provadas, the Undercrowns, all of those are good.
1: And Arturo Fuente. Love those. I mean, oh, those guys go all the way back. The
0: Arthur Fuenitas. The
1: Arthur Fuenitas.
0: Sean, where are the Arthur Fuenitas? I'm looking for the Arthur Fuenitas. You got the Arthur Fuenitas? Oh, you're gonna have to tell that story. Oh boy, you got uh you mean Arturo? Well, that was a common thing to be I honest mean, that, with that, you. And well, I really should not judge people, even though I do. Well, it's on, on I'm just an the, asshole. Uh,
1: it's on par with the Mifetairs. Oh God, that, that dude deserved to be judged. To be fair though, uh, a lot of cigar he, brands have a their their Spanish names, but this one is a very American. It's it, oh, the yes. brand is called My Father. And this guy came in and thought it was pronounced in a Spanish like a Spanish name and that's the
0: look on his face when I was like, it's just my father's dude. The look on his face is like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> You've no idea how many times I've said that to people in cigar stores. <laughs> He's like, me for tears. Like, I'm looking for me for terror. I'm like, um, What the heck's a terror Like that. Are you sure you're not thinking of my father's? He's like, well, it, I think it looks like that. And I was like, yeah, that right there. He's like, yeah. I was like, but isn't it's like Spanish? I'm like, dude, it's my father's. It's it's that's how it's pronounced.
1: <laughs> That's the thing, though. A lot of them have, but at the same time, so many of them don't. Like, Drew Estate, very English name. Arturo Fuente. That is true. Kind of Spanish, you know?
0: Arturo Fuente.
1: I mean, they're, are they, was the original Arturo Fuente from Cuba? Like the brand, I mean?
0: Yeah. Or was is,
1: that always in the DR?
0: Um, I believe, because
1: they started out of Miami. Right, I think they were one of the brands that had well, jumped ship from they, Cuba. They, yeah, they jumped ship, and they went to Miami. And, and their I big think thing went is the DR.
0: Their big thing is they use Cuban seed. Well, I, that's, I that's
1: everybody's big thing because well, I don't well, think it's really that, that, that special. was thing. Like, so when everybody, when all of the major growers and uh, master blenders left Cuba, when they say that they could, you know, they took seeds with them. Keep in mind, a uh, tobacco seed is. About the size of a grain of sand, so you could fill like a little tiny bag full of seeds and have enough seeds to last you like not really how three big they years. are? Oh yeah, they're tiny, like they are microscopic. But at least that's what they told me in in the industry. I don't know if that's right. I never fact check it. Tell me right now. I know you're looking it up. Uh,
0: you're not wrong. All right, perfect. You're not wrong. It's it's got this compared to a ballpoint pen. It looks like the ball the ball in the ballpoint pen is like twice or three times the size of a tobacco seed.
1: Yeah, so they're tiny.
0: They're very small.
1: So, yeah, when they say that they, they fled with the seeds, I have no doubt that they did because you could fit enough seeds to last you a lifetime in one small little pouch. Well, maybe not a lifetime, but... Well, oh, no, maybe, but a, I don't know. An exceptionally know. long period Well, and then of time
0: those plants will...
1: Produce more seeds. Yeah, and which I will... I think, I don't know how tobacco plants actually work as far as that part of it goes. Um... I am
0: not a botanist or a
1: <laughs> I never learned about that. So, I could tell you about where the what sections of the plants are used for what leaves, but that's about it.
0: See, I can't even tell you that. I know they use parts of the plant to make tobacco. That's that's the extent they of They sure knowledge. do.
1: In fact, the actual plant is tobacco. That's true. So that just blew your mind well, actually. Sure. It's what is it? The
0: scientific name of a tobacco plant. Oh, God, I used to know what that
1: was. It's something ridiculously long, I think. It's something like
0: nicotinus or something like
1: that. Tobacconous nicotinous. I don't know if that's right. I'm just pretty sure I just made that up, actually.
0: Source plant nicotiana?
1: That I don't is. know. That, I don't <laughs> know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but... Real quick, while we're on that note, why don't we take a quick break? We'll come right back to this here in a few minutes.
0: No, I don't want to. You can't can't stop me.
1: I'm pushing the button. Don't do it. I'm doing it. I'm
0: telling
2: you, don't do it. Hey, everybody. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, shoot. I had that thought one day, too. And guess what you're listening to now? Because I know when I was getting this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record one? Where do I, How do I get it out to people? Do I do carrier pigeon? Do I hand it out in cassette tapes? Or do I just kind of scream at people on the street? None of those are good options. Please don't do that. I was also curious about how I make money from a podcast, because that's kind of important. Well, the answer is oh so simple. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free and ridiculously easy to use now anchor can match you with great sponsors too so you can get paid to podcast one of those great sponsors being anchor so i personally love it it's it is crazy easy to use drag and drop the audio or you can record directly from your phone you can have people call in ask questions all that fun stuff so if you always wanted to start a podcast and start making money doing so you can go to anchor.fm slash start and join up with me a whole bunch of other people get your podcast off the ground again that is anchor.fm start can't wait to hear it, guys
1: and welcome back everybody oh yes i too enjoy the sounds
0: of our voices i do too isn't that funny that we like the sound of our own voices <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's why we do a podcast that is why we. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where that what that i was. don't know either anyways <laughs> cigars manly stuff
0: Dicks. I mean, cigars (laughs) shaped like dicks. Wait, what?
1: No. Okay. Anyways, I don't, what was the last thing we were talking about? So, was it cigars? It might have been. I I feel like that might have been what this episode was related around. I'm not positive. I think you're right. But I do enjoy cigars. What's your favorite? My favorite cigar. Absolute favorite of all time. Brand. I can just smoke it whenever I wanted for the rest of my life. Yes. You could, like, if you could just pull one
0: out of thinner right now, light it and smoke it, what would it be? Oh boy!
1: Probably a uh, Drew Estate Liga Privada T fifty two Toro. Oh fuck! I was I said Robusto. It used to be the Robustos. I like the Toro. I like to smoke them a bit longer now. Yeah, it's saying it's it burns a little bit cooler. Which it means does. you get a little bit more flavor. I just love that Habano wrapper. Plus, it's the stock cut. Which for anybody who doesn't know what stock cut is, you can you can Google which it. Includes but includes me. I don't know what stock cut is. Basically, when they when the the plant the tobacco plant matures, when it's growing, what they'll do is normally when they uh, when the leaves are ready to be harvested, they'll just pluck the leaves off the plant. But with a stock cut, they actually will cut the plant at the root, and they'll hang the entire stock with all the leaves attached to to cure in a barn. So that way, all the nutrients in the stock flow into the leaves as it's curing, and it it just adds an extra little bit of flavor to it. Oh. I love that. It's so good. Hands down, my favorite cigar. What about you? You
0: know, I don't know if I can actually pinpoint a favorite cigar because I've had, I've had way, way, way more good cigars than I have bad cigars.
1: All right. Well, how about how about this cigar? Like right now, if you were to pull one out right now and light it up, what would it be?
0: Drew Estate Underground,
1: That's So good. I have one of those in my humidor. I have a couple
0: of them. Actually. I think I have some too, but it was the first what I would consider full-bodied cigar I had ever smoked. Yeah. Um, one of the guys who worked in the same storefront as me had recommended it. Um, he's like, if you haven't experimented with too many full-bodied cigars, give this a shot. He's like, it's it's full-bodied basically, and well, actually, I'll get into what that means in a little bit, Um yeah, it's, I don't know what it was. It was just so smooth. And I was like, such oh, a my rich God. flavor, too. It's so good. I mean, don't me wrong, I've I've smoked the uh I've smoked the T fifty two. I like the T fifty two a lot. I I've think s- you liked the nine better than I the I did T52. like the Liga Pravada number nine. That I prefer that over the T fifty two because it kinda it has a, a very similar profile, in my opinion, to the Underground.
1: I agree. Yeah. It, it doesn't have does. it's not as spicy. I think it's a much more Refined flavor, I would say. I'd say. Uh like I said, it's not I I, I found the T fifty two
0: not not too spicy for my taste, but it definitely had more spice, more kick to it. It did. The Habano does have a bit as more opposed of a bite. to the number nine and the Undercrown Maduro, which was just it, it was full flavor, but it was a little more rounded. I agree. I guess. Yep. I agree. Smoother,
1: I would say. For sure. It would either be that or a Jaime Garcia. That was going to be, I, I was thinking that was going to be the one that you wanted. I was very impressed with the Jaime
0: Garcia, especially so, for a full-bodied and strong cigar.
1: They're just so peppery. I like that, though. It's a refi- It's, it's not terrible. All my fathers are. That's, well, that's one of the reasons I wasn't crazy about they, that they brand. They definitely have balls peppery. to them. They definitely have balls. True. You I mean, that. there's a couple that I liked. I did like the Jaime, but I have to have the Jaime after, like. It can't be my first cigar. That was that one of our after-hours smoking sessions? I got you to try a Jaime. Yeah, probably that we smoked till like three in the morning. God, that was awesome. Oh my god, those were the days. That was
0: wonderful. I loved
1: that, man. I miss that so much. I do too.
0: I'm but sure. I'm sure Natalie doesn't miss that. <laughs> you coming home at like five in the morning? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I would do the I, same thing. Plus, the hour-long drive doesn't help things.
1: Yeah. And, but God I remember doing that stuff I used to smoke so many random cigars that was the night that I, that was the first night I ever smoked a t52 because I remember you guys right? had gotten them in oh yeah we got them before you did right I didn't even in my shop I never got any t52s I just got the nines so I smoked a nine for the first time and realized how much I liked it and nines then you guys said you had the t52s and I had always heard about these they were always considered like rare products because they didn't come around very often. Less often than the nines, from what I remember. Yeah, the T52s are supposed to be more rare than the nines. So, you guys said you had some in. I came in and I bought one because I was coming over to it go smoke. It was and a Robusto. Smoke. Yeah, it was a Robusto. Yeah. I was coming over to go and smoke. We were going to do that, you know, stay in the shop till three in the morning again. So, I think we were outside on the patio. Yeah, so we I, were. I, I'm pretty sure it was one of the, it was like during the summer. Yeah, that's really when we ever did it. Oh, so awesome. So, I smoked one and then I immediately went back in and bought everything that you had because I loved them so much. I buy- think you only had like 10 left, so I bought all.
0: I of them. actually think I vaguely remember that.
1: That was that was my first like major purchase. And then I had those in my humidor and I had one left for the longest time. I think I had it for like 2 or 3 years. Oh shit, so it must have been aged well.
2: By I the think time I you smoked, smoked
1: it. it. I think I smoked it before I started working at the place I am now and my god, was it good. Some, some age very well. I have a box of the Toros, the 252 Toros aging in one of my humidors right now, like still bundled with the, with the the bow around it. So like, as far as flavor goes, like what profiles do
0: you generally like tend to lean towards? Um, Well, actually first let's talk about flavor profiles. First of all, what, what do you really get out of a cigar? So as I know when I first started working there, I had the impression that cigars tasted like cigars. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. I expected them to taste like smoke. Right. So the way I see it, there's I, I always had three main classifications for a cigar as far as flavor goes. A mild cigar. Yep. This is not including infused, by the way. Uh, a mild cigar, a medium-bodied cigar, and a full-bodied cigar. Right, I'd always said that those are like the main ones. So mild usually, and that's referring to strength of the cigar. how much flavor you're really ultimately getting out of right. it. I should right. say so. Like mild, medium flavor, be. or full flavor is another way to put it.
1: Right. That's and this is all my opinion based on my palate. It's very relatable to to like beers and things like that as well. Yeah, some similar to that. Yeah. So I know that. When I started like like I said but back when I started like I was smoking everything that I that I thought looked cool cuz I just wanted to try them. But you know, I remember
0: I, you were you were hooked on a lot more mild cigars. I was when I
1: first started I was I was into the mild cigars because you liked a lot of the Connecticut shades. Right because they weren't super heavy. And then when the 9s came in I would just I wanted to try one so bad cuz I knew that they were not easy to get. Nowadays they're pretty easy to get. Yeah. But, but back then, they weren't so easy to get. So I really wanted to try one. And that was my first experience with... Uh, would you say the 9 is is a full-bodied or a medium to full-bodied?
0: Ah, uh, I would I'd say, say full. it's full.
1: I'd say it's full. So I tried that, and I realized it's actually really good. And it's just a, a heavier, more intense flavor than the Connecticut, which I was fine with. Um, so I I went right from the mild cigars to the full-bodied cigars, and then as soon as the T52 came around, I realized where my sweet spot was because I would say the T52 is a medium or medium to full-bodied cigar. See, I also think a T52 is a full-bodied stick. You think so?
0: Maybe a medium to full.
1: I don't think it's as strong as the the 9. As far as flavor goes. Right. I think it's. But I it think definitely it's, has a
0: lot more spice to it than the T52 has.
1: It does. Well, it's a different. It's a different. You know, wrapper binder. Like all of it's different. So, but I mean, that's the thing with tobacco is when you when it's all blended together, you get so many different flavor notes and and things like that. Like the undercrown. And each cigar is. I mean,
0: obviously, an undercrown is an undercrown, and number nine is a number nine. Different shapes can sometimes yield
1: slightly different flavors. True. Like if you smoked a Lancero and something, it's going to taste different than if you smoke a a Gordo. Exactly, but the different
0: blends—I I was amazed at how much of a difference I could taste from each different cigar.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's ridiculous. The going from an Undercrown to a Number Nine, the differences are are there. They're there. They're similar. I will say they're similar. They're similar, but you'll be able to you'll be able to notice a difference.
0: I was the last time I smoked an uh, Undercrown. It, it was an undercrown bellicoso, just like it was which is my favorite for whatever reason. I, I like the Bellicoso or Torpedoes. I I I I like those. Yeah. Um but the last time I had an undercrown, I was at a wedding. It was either in twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen. And it had been forever since I had one. Yeah. I hadn't had one in a very long time. In fact, I think I was going through like a mild kick. Yeah. I was doing a lot of mild and a lot of medium cigars. I don't really remember why. I was just, I, I had never really done milder medium before then. I was like, I, I'd like to try them, see if I like them. Yeah. I was at a wedding and I, it was cool. Cause I was like the tobacconist for the wedding. Oh, cause you knew you're what you were doing back. Like then. I didn't realize how many people were there, like looking to get cigars. And I had my travel humidor jam packed with cigars. I just, just cause it's, I didn't pack it for the wedding. It just, it's, it usually was always packed. Right. I had my cutter I had my lighter and I'm, Everyone's like, oh, man, like, can I get a cigar? I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, That's one thing. I love sharing cigars. I I, you too? I'm never one to be stingy about cigars. I have, like, nothing's off limits in my humidor. Oh, yeah. I know that. Except my Julius Caesar because I have not smoked that.
1: Which one is that one?
0: The Julius Caesar.
1: I know, but which one?
0: Uh, It's either a Churchill or a Toro.
1: Is it the one from the coffin?
0: No, 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 no. I smoked that already. That, that, was, that was a 2015 coffin, dude. I smoked that a long time ago.
1: I still have a 2015 coffin.
0: I still never smoked the uh, Opus.
1: I have one for you then. <laughs> I, I have the 2015 I coffin. I
0: loved the Julius Caesar. I actually In that have. coffin, it was fucking bonkers.
1: I still have a 2016 I can't believe I just coffin. used that
0: word. Why am I using that word? Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I smoked an Undercrown. It was first time in a long time I had smoked an Undercrown. I was Blown away by how strong it was. I'm like, whoa! I don't
1: remember this. Yeah, I remember the last cigar I smoked recently was a a Velvet Rat, which is another oh. cigar from the Liga Pravada series. They have a bunch of different ones, but the Velvet Rat was one that I smoked recently, and I was I hadn't I haven't smoked a cigar in a long time.
0: I think you gave me at one point a Velvet Rat and a Ratzilla. Yep. And I smoked the Ratzilla, and I gave someone else a Velvet Rat.
1: Yeah, that sounds like something that you would do. <laughs>
0: well, I was—I I think I just clocked out from. It was the second place we were working. I would clocked out, went upstairs to the bar to have one of their craft root beers and a cigar, and I started talking with this dude. Yep. And we both finished our cigars, and he's just like, "Man, it's like guys aren't anywhere close to being closed." And I, I wish I could get another cigar. I'm like, "Whoa." Have I got news for you? I got my travel humidor. You take your pick, my friend. He's like, I never smoked one of those. I'm like,
1: oh, I wanted to smoke that, but nothing's off limits. So go for it. (laughs) Yes. I remember when you told me that, I was like, what the fuck, man?
0: Look, I, I know I should feel bad, and I do feel bad for giving away something that you gave to me. But I don't know, it's like my thing with cigars. It's like nothing is off limits. Like just if you see it in my humidor, take it and smoke it.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm the same way. I used to bring my freaking humidor, like my actual humidor not my travel, my I actual humidor. To I remember those that. those nights where we were out late and we would literally just grab cigars out of it and smoke them.
0: There were some that you said, "Hey."
1: Yeah, not those. I there was a couple because I only had the one humidor at the time. Right. And it was like, I just there's a couple in there that I that I want to
0: smoke. Now you got like 4,000 humidors.
1: I have, well, I have 4. And I think you're still running out of room. I haven't bought a box of cigars in a long time. That is a good thing. That's a good thing. So I I Uh, need to get something for humidification. But anyways, see for me, I is the full bodied. You
0: know, really, I I don't discriminate
1: anymore at this point. I still love a good. Mild cigar. Like the underground shade is fantastic. That's got a lot of
0: flavor for a mild cigar. An uncharacteristic amount of flavor for something so mild. I absolutely agree. The hammer sickle Connecticut really isn't half bad either.
1: I don't think I ever had that one. I had that one on my birthday a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, I had it for my birthday a couple years ago. Um yeah, I was I was impressed with it. I was like, wow. But the seven twenty-four line is what took me by surprise the most.
1: The 724 Coraline Churchill. Oh my
0: God. So fucking good. So good. There was and I don't remember what exactly got me back into it. I I mean given
1: the fact that, you know, we knew the owner. Well,
0: that's true. But you know, I had smoked them because the first store we worked at Carried them a little bit.
1: For a brief period. And I remember that's trying- that's where I smoked my first one was there.
0: And I think it was, I. Had, it was still very, very early on when I was working there. So I hadn't really developed a palate yet. I had tried a couple and I remember thinking like, ah, I don't know. Um, and then we started working at the second store who, deal, who dealt with 724 a lot more. Yeah, they were a major retailer. Huge retailer of 724. Um, and I remember
1: kind of looking at them and being like, eh. I don't know. I, just, I mean, you, it's one of those things where you just you see it all the time, so you just don't pay any attention to it. And then someone, no, someone had gifted me a box of the Churchills. And I,
0: that was like my first actual box oh, of cigars. Yeah. I, I remember that. Someone had gifted me the box, and I was like, oh, well, okay. It's I, a, I guess a lot so. of money on a box. I'm like, well, no, I was thinking they weren't that expensive. I mean, not like advertising or anything. Well, I know, because anything, the, but,
1: well, the retailer that we worked at, because they bought so heavily, they had a very, very good price on them.
0: Right, but I, I remember like I didn't
1: want to be ungrateful and say no, thank you. But I was just like, that because I remember that because you gave me one of those out of the box. That's what got me to try them again, and I realized how amazing they are. Well, I think I was at my house.
0: I went outside in the porch. I was going to smoke a cigar. I'm like, I'll, I'll smoke one of the churches. I'll give it a whirl. So I cut it, lit the thing. And I think when I got past like the first half inch of the cigar, I'm like, oh my God,
1: like what the fuck? Like this is this is great. Yeah, dude. This so is good. wonderful. They have such a mix of flavors in there. Uh,
0: and I remember at one point, I don't remember what year it was, it got kind of like a lower rating in Cigar Aficionado. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. That's a great cigar. Wicked good cigar. And maybe I'm biased because
1: I worked in such a huge retailer for them. But I, I thought it was incredible. I, to this day, maintain that the 724 is one of my top brands. I
0: think I still got a ton of my humidor, to be honest with you, that are screaming to be smoked once summertime comes around.
1: We're definitely going to have to get together and smoke a cigar one of these days when it's nicer out. I think, I, I think so. That will well, be awesome. Any parting thoughts for the listeners today, Keenan on cigars? If you're ever curious, just go to a cigar store.
0: Don't go to the gas station and pay, well, you know, fuck it. Experiment. Get your Phillies blunts. Get your Swisher sweets. Give those a shot. But if you ever are serious about getting into it as a hobby, or even just enjoying a really high quality cigar, go to a real cigar store where they know what they're talking about. Um, and just start smoking. See what your palate. See where your palate takes you.
1: Yeah, I. You'd I
0: would be agree. surprised. If you're going to get into it as a hobby, have some money.
1: It can, it, expensive. It, it can be expensive. There are definitely cheaper alternatives, but I definitely agree with you. If you're interested in starting, or at least curious about it, I personally, I would say just bypass the gas station altogether. Go straight yeah. to a cigar store and say, I'm a new smoker and I'm curious to try, and I guarantee you, whoever's behind the register is going to be able to give you whatever it is that you need to get a good feel of the cigar industry.
0: That's why those cigar stores are there and smoke in moderation.
1: Absolutely. Don't go crazy with it. That's yeah. when it'll hurt your wallet. Yes, it will.
0: Well, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you learned a thing or two about cigars and don't take any of this information to your local cigar store. Cause we're probably wrong about 99% <laughs> of this stuff, maybe 102% of this stuff, but hopefully it was entertaining. Maybe you might want to even try a cigar now. Um, Yeah, check us out on Twitter, Who Wants nanners? You can also find us on Facebook at Who Wants Bananas. Make sure you add that question mark in there. Instagram, Who Wants Bananas. Give us a call, 978-272-9713. Ask us any questions. Any questions about past episodes, future episodes possibly, any questions about this episode hopefully. Maybe you want some cigar knowledge. Um, relationship advice if you definitely want your relationship to you and know, immediately <laughs> sink faster than a tank in the ocean. Um, you want to find everything including the podcast itself, just go to whowantsbananas.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Don't and hail Satan! To
1: check out the store on the whowantsbedness.com. Check out our merch that we have. It supports the podcast. That's right. There's that stuff right there. That's also there. That's a big
0: support because we need to use that money for more drugs.
1: All of the drugs. All of And that.
0: cigars. So, and hit.